Welcome to Stonebridge's online worship. I'm Associate Pastor Jonathan Lucia. This weekend is Father's Day, and we want to give a special shout out to all the fathers, all the grandfathers, all the great-grandfathers. Thank you for joining us. At the same time, we acknowledge that some of us might have grown up in a difficult household. Yet Christians celebrate the family of faith, whose head of the household is our Father in heaven. Psalm 103 verse 13 teaches us, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who love him. Before we begin singing, we wanted to share with you a special video which shows Stonebridge's awesome drive-through communion service that we held two weeks ago. Enjoy. Hey everybody, it's great to be with you. Uh, that drive-through communion was uh, such a great event and it was, it was really uh, so good to see all of you again. And uh, I hope that was a blessing to you too. Uh, if you missed it, we will be having another one on July 11th at 5.30. So you, uh, I encourage you to come and be part of that. Um, if you join us online and maybe you're not a regular part of the church, um, welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. And I want you to know that if you have a prayer need or concern, we would love to be able to pray for you. Please go ahead and go on our website and submit your prayer concern uh, that way, and we will pray for you uh, as we pray for uh, all of those each week. So with that, let's worship the Lord.
word you were singing over me you have been so so
Oh 
Welcome to Stonebridge Online. Feel free to pause the video during these announcements in order to grab all the information you may need. During this time of worshiping virtually, it's important to continue contributing to the ongoing ministry of Stonebridge. Here are the ways in which you can give. First, you can give online through our website at stonebridgecme.com, click on online giving. Secondly, you can give through your bank's bill pay option, or third, by mail. If you'd like business reply offering envelopes sent to you, please contact the church office. In compliance with the CDC recommendations and the most recent Ventura County Health Officers mandates, this past week, the Stonebridge Elder Board approved off-campus meeting guidelines. Take a look at the newsletter from this past week to find all the requirements. On Saturday, July 11th at 5.30, we will hold a drive through communion and a drive-by farewell to Pastor Cynthia. Look for more details in the next couple weeks. Simi Valley Samaritan Center serves the homeless and the most disenfranchised in our community. For everyone's health and safety, the Samaritan Center has discontinued its free nightly dinners. Instead, they're asking for $5 and $10 gift card donations to restaurants like Subway, Carl's Jr., Tommy's Burger, or Taco Bell. Every evening, gift cards are distributed to those in need. You can help by purchasing gift cards and sending them to Stonebridge. On behalf of our church, we'll make sure that the cards are safely delivered. And lastly, we'd love to know that you're participating in worship. Continue to share your news, prayers, and praises by emailing prayers at stonebridgecme.com. Or if you're following along in version, please take the time to fill out the e-connection card. You are important to us. Once again, welcome to online worship. Today's scripture reading comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Hello, Stonebridge. We've just heard the story of Jesus proclaiming the announcement that the kingdom of God is near, and then him calling the first disciples, and them dropping their nets, leaving their nets, and following him. And we have this very familiar phrase, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. That sounds awesome. What, what exactly does it mean? That's a great question. There are a lot of questions about what does the kingdom of God mean? Is it the same as the kingdom of heaven? Some people think it means uh, going to heaven when you die. Uh, we are going to take a look at it. So here's a good working definition of God's kingdom. God's influence through God's people over God's place. God's influence through God's people over God's place. And living in that influence is so amazing, so life-changing, that it 
is our very best response to reevaluate uh, and reconsider everything we're doing in light of that amazing good news that we can live under God's influence. That last part, that's what repent means. Reevaluate, reconsider, and believe the good news. Of course, we think of God's power we, and, and his kingdom as God reigning, God ruling in his kingdom. But phrases like reign and rule and king and kingdom uh, don't play so well in our culture anymore. And so I think that the word influence is very helpful. Uh, so we'll look at uh, our first point. God's influence. God's influence. This doesn't mean that we've downgraded God's kingdom from reigning and ruling to influence. In fact, influence uh, can be some of the greatest power, some of the greatest influence, if you will, uh, in the world. And let me give you an example. Let me give a comparison uh, of God's kingdom to something else. John Wooden. I've talked about him before. John Wooden was the basketball coach at UCLA uh, from the 60s to the 70s. Uh, but that does not begin to tell his story. John uh, Wooden ruled the college hoops, uh, winning NCAA championships 10 times out of 12. He was named Coach of the Year six times and led UCLA to 88 consecutive wins. That is a record that still holds true today, 50, 55 years later. And, uh, named ESPN, named by ESPN as the greatest coach of the 20th century. Uh, he coached some of the most successful, uh, some of the most famous basketball players of all time. So here he is with Bill Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, John Wooden right there between these two giants. But it didn't matter how famous or how talented his players were, Wooden reigned. Wooden ruled. It was Bill Walton, uh, a basketball legend, that uh, John Wooden told him, you need to get a haircut. And when Walton complained about it, uh, Wooden gave him a choice. He said, you need to get a haircut or else now get this, he didn't say, or else you're benched for a game. He said, or else you're not on the team. Wow. Uh, Bill Walton got a haircut. <laughs> uh, and John Wooden was the king of the basketball kingdom at UCLA. But the thing was, is that no matter how much that king and kingdom had to do with winning basketball uh, for decades, winning wasn't what John Wooden was about. His emphasis was character. He strived to build character into his players, the stuff that would make them disciplined and humble and consistent whether they won or lost uh, on the basketball court. He drilled character into his players. One reporter asked a player uh, this question. He said, what about your racial problems on the team? This was in the 60s in Los Angeles. And uh, that player stood up and uh, said to him, you don't know our coach. 
do you? He doesn't see race. All he sees is what he works for, people and ball players, and how they fit in. That's all he sees. Another player remembered, coach didn't swear, but he did this. He would blow that whistle and everyone would turn and he would say, goodness gracious, and you knew, oh my gosh, we're in trouble. So what's my point? John Wooden's influence created a kingdom that basketball players from across the country considered themselves lucky to live in, to be a part of John Wooden's kingdom. And his influence didn't stop when players graduated either. They could live in the kingdom of John Wooden based on his character and his values for the rest of their lives. In fact, 45 years after playing for Wooden, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was known as Lou Alcindor when he was playing, heard that Coach Wooden was on his deathbed. He was 99 years old, and uh, Kareem flew home from Europe to be by his bedside a few hours before Coach passed away, 45 years after he had played for him. Why were his players so loyal to him? Bill Walton said that the joy and happiness of Coach Wooden and his life came from the success and accomplishment of others. He never let us forget, Walton uh, said, what he learned from his two favorite teachers, Abraham Lincoln and Mother Teresa, that a life not lived for others is not a life. Any high school basketball player in America in the 60s and 70s would consider it the best opportunity they ever had if they got a chance to play for Coach Walton. Coach, I'm sorry, Coach Wooden. Every person in that high school senior's life would say, reconsider your options. Reevaluate any other college uh, opportunities that you have or any career opportunities based on the knowledge that John Wooden's kingdom is available. They wouldn't say it like that, but you get what I mean. Make no mistake, it was John Wooden's kingdom. It ran his way. You and I were just players in it. Imagine a seasoned team member meeting a new recruit at his first practice and that hotshot newcomer is talking about how he passes behind his back and dribbles between his legs and the, uh, the old timer, the seasoned player, just says, you play for coach now. You're going to have to master the basics. You can give up all that other stuff. And Coach Wooden walks out on the basketball court And the older player leans to the younger one and he says, Repent, for the kingdom of Wooden is at hand. Which leads us full circle to our scripture, which is what we're really talking about. Jesus saying, The kingdom of heaven is drawn near. Repent and believe the good news. We said that the kingdom of God is God's influence. God's influence, just like John Wooden was an amazing influence on players, sometimes for their entire lives. God's kingdom is God's influence through, second point, God's people. This brings us to the second part of our passage, the disciples, Mark 1, 16 to 18. 
And it says this, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Well, those are nice words, familiar words. What, what do they mean? So let's put this in John Wooden terms. Imagine that a basketball scout for UCLA has been tracking a player named Simon who turns out to be real good and he tracks him down and uh, finds him at his home. So now we could reread this text this way. As the scout walked along the sidewalk, he saw Simon shooting hoops in his driveway for he was a basketball player. Sign up with me, the scout said, and I will send you out to play basketball for Coach Wooden. At once, Simon left his basketball net and followed him. Uh, we all understand the example. The choice is simple, obvious. There's no better option for that high school senior. That's what Jesus wants us to know and wants the world to know about God's kingdom. It's available. It's at hand. There's no better choice for any of us. And that message is lived out in the lives of God's people. It's demonstrated in us as we live out that kingdom, the kingdom values, the kingdom character, the kingdom influence in our own lives. In fact, uh, there's a verse that says this, the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses commit the same thing to faithful people who will be able to teach others also. Which just means this, this kingdom message that I receive, I share with you, and you share it with someone else, and they share it with someone else. It moves from coach to player who becomes the coach to a new player who becomes a coach to a new player. The message continues on and on and on. It was that way with John Wooden. Players became coaches some of the greatest coaches in the world after him, and coached the way that John Wooden coached. And even if they didn't become coaches, but became doctors and lawyers and, and other things, they still lived their lives according to the character and values of coach, Coach Wooden. So is it possible still to live in the kingdom of God today? Is it worth it? Well, it depends. Is it the best option you've ever heard of? Do you think a life of love and grace and salvation is the best option we've ever had? And listen to this. It's salvation for something, not just salvation from something. You know, we talk about Jesus saves us from sins. Jesus saves us from eternal death. But what does that matter to people who don't believe in sin and don't believe in life after death? Jesus saves us for, not just from. For example, Jesus saves us from death, for life. We're saved from captivity and for freedom. We are saved from the kingdom of darkness and for the kingdom of light. To be saved into God's kingdom is to embrace God's comprehensive rule over every aspect of life. Just as being drafted into Wooden's kingdom 
is to embrace Wooden's comprehensive rule over every aspect of life on the court. Just with God, it's life. And just to be clear, these disciples who left their nets, who heard the good news and left everything, these are blue-collar workers. These are people with families. Peter, uh, who's called Simon here, Simon Peter, he's married. He probably has children. We know he's married because Jesus healed his mother-in-law. Andrew, these are faithful men. They're not going to leave their families in a lurch. Somehow their families are taken care of. Somehow um, they remain who they are, and yet they leave their nets. What do their nets represent? Their nets define them as fishermen. If you were walking along the shore and you saw those guys, all you'd need to do is take a glance at them and you'd know they were fishermen. How do you know? Because they got nets. What are your nets? What are my nets? It's those things that define us, that describe maybe what we do as well as who we are. And for those fishermen, they laid down those things that defined who they are to move into a new life in the kingdom of God. That's the invitation for us as well. If we don't see Jesus' announcement as the best news we've ever heard, then the actions of the disciples make no sense. We may give lip service to being Christians, to following Jesus, but we're going to hold on to our nets just in case. Maybe we're going to need them. So I think this text asks us the question, what are your nets? Do you lay them down? because the kingdom of God is such a great opportunity? For Peter and Andrew, it wasn't a question. They left their nets and they became the people who took the message of the kingdom into the whole world because Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. What did we learn about a gospel? It's the announcement of the good news of God, that the kingdom of heaven is available. Not just to us, but the kingdom of God. Preach it to the entire world, to the whole creation. Is that the good news that we communicate? The announcement that we make? It needs to be. It should be. Because God's kingdom is God's influence through God's people over God's place. Now, where is God's place? Is it the four walls of the church? Or is it us as we watch online? Is it Jesus in our hearts? Yes, to all of those. And, yes, and, the kingdom of God, God's place is so much more than that. We already got a hint from Mark. He said to go into all the world. In Genesis 1.1, we, we, we remember it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It doesn't say God created the heavens and little places on the earth where God reigns. It's the earth. The Bible is a rescue story. And not about God rescuing sinners from a broken creation, but God rescuing, redeeming sinners for a new creation. God's influence begins in the human heart, but one day it will fill the whole world. And he'll use us as his people to help make that happen. The focus of God's influence is his people, but the scope of God's influence is all of creation.
John Wooden came to know Jesus as his master coach. I'm so happy about that because here I've been talking about John Wooden and his kingdom. And you know, we have a kingdom, but it turns out that John Wooden's kingdom was just an outpost for the kingdom of God. You see, his wife, Nellie, shared Christ with him and he came to know Christ and for Christ to be his coach. The greatest coach of the century had a coach named Jesus Christ. And he said, it was several years after I accepted Christ formally that I really took my salvation to heart. It was a gradual process. There wasn't any lightning bolt or quick revelations. It may have taken several years, but it became the cornerstone of his life, of his character, his values, his ethics, his commitment to excellence were all founded on Jesus Christ. And as I say, it turns out that for John Wooden and for us, our little kingdoms, however big, however small they are, are simply outposts for the kingdom of God in this world. So whose kingdom are you building? Whose kingdom am I building? Is it mine or is it God's? Do you think that you are concerned more about hmm, yourself and your well-being, your kingdom, your influence than God's? Well, we can take this little self-exam. Just a couple questions. Are you kinder today than you were yesterday? Do you think more about others and their well-being than you think about yourself? We could go on, but you get the point. We know what it means to be a follower of Jesus. We know what it means to be a part of the kingdom of God, God's values. We said it last week. We say it again. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. How come people in the world know that better than some Christians? When they say, isn't that what you're supposed to be about? You know what? They're right. That's the kingdom that we have to offer them. In the kingdom of God, we live under the influence of Jesus with all his character and his values. So we could ask ourselves, are those characters and values rubbing off on us? Are they rubbing off on others from us? Last thing, I just want to point out one little thing because we've been looking at it for the last couple weeks as we've looked at the Gospel of Mark. How did John Wooden come to faith? It was through the secondhand message of his wife, Nellie. John Wooden heard a secondhand message of the gospel and had a first generation faith be born out of it. It gave him a first generation faith that created an outpost of the kingdom of God in the heart of Westwood, centered on a basketball court. When was the last time the kingdom of God was right up close to you? Why not invite Jesus to be close again today, in the midst of this pandemic, in this civil unrest, and the political turmoil? Where is God in all of it? In us. Or he wants to be. 
He wants us to deliver others from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his dear son. How do we do that? By sharing a secondhand message with the power to give them a first-generation faith. I don't know what that looks like for you today as you wrap up this message. Maybe you don't either. But it begins and grows each day with repentance. That reevaluating, reconsidering how we're going to spend our day, what we're going to think about, what we're going to value, who we're going to care about. Repenting means reevaluating our options, our choices, the way we lived. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The announcement is made. God's kingdom is available. Let's live in it. Amen. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow. Where you go,
Stonebridge. This weekend, Stonebridge kids and Stonebridge students wanted to honor our dads. Fathers often have the weight of the world on their shoulders, filled with responsibilities and obligations. Yet, despite the demands of the world, they selflessly sacrifice to be present and lead their families, just as Jesus loved the church. With courage and dedication, and a dad joke or two, fathers provide stability and joy in a chaotic world. Proverbs 27 says, the righteous man walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. Thank you to the men in our lives who walk in integrity. Your godly strength, encouragement, and dedication holds a very special place in our hearts. You can see that in these videos. Our dad is the grooviest dad around. He's an icon and the king of jokes. He's so cool that he has a dance move named after him. Besides all that, he cares for and supports us in all that we do. We, we love, love you, dad. dad. Happy, Happy Father's Day. Day. Happy Father's Day. Why I love my dad is because he brings us van shoes and because he, he works hard for us. Why I love my dad is because he buys us ice cream and gives me hugs. Why I'm proud of my dad is because he has muscles and he taught my brother soccer. Why I love my dad is because he earns money at work and, and he works very hard for us and he, he taught me how to play soccer. Happy Father's Day! I'm grateful for my dad for being the driver, driving hours on end whenever we're traveling. Every year, he'll drive up with the family to my school so we could celebrate my birthday weekend. He's the one with the camera, taking pictures so we have memories to look back at. And whenever something's broken or there's a problem, he'll find a way to fix it. And I'm very thankful for having a great cook and for always teaching me how to cook delicious food. And I'm very blessed to have a selfless dad that thinks and cares for the family first and encourages us to live right and do our best at school and be faithful to God. And I will always remember him saying, do not lie and always seek the truth. Thank you for carrying me and feeding me yummy food. I love, love you, dad. Happy, Happy Father's Day. Day. Reasons why I love my dad is because he always tries and starts and he loves us dearly. Reasons that I love my dad is that he's playing, he plays games with us and he's really funny. Hi dad, we just wanted to wish you. Wish you happy Father's Day. And that we love you so much today. I'm really proud of my daddy because I love him. And I think that he's like really good at like champions and Bowser's game, like fighting like guys and stuff. He's like, he's beat like all the levels. I'm like so proud that he can do that stuff. And that he used to be a runner, but then like, I mean, that's a lot of stuff to do in one life. So, and he went through boarding school and stuff. And I, I love him because he's just, he's so kind. And he makes us like the best meals ever, like macaroni and cheese or pizza. And I just, um, I just love him. But oh, by the way, if Miss Stephanie's watching this, I just wanted to say thank you so much for the squishy pack. 
I love my daddy because he's super good at Bowser's Game Campies. And he like he got us past the orb. And I like that he's like run three marathons. And he's super good at like photo shooting. And I love how he like tickles me and I it, it's really like ticklish. Happy Father's Day, Daddy! Happy Father's Day, Daddy! I love you! I love you! Happy Father's Day, Dad! What I love about you is we we love watching sports together. And I'm glad that you're as much of a cheese fan as I am. What I love about you, Dad, is spending time with you and playing games with you. Oh, and by the way, go Chiefs! I love you, Dad. My dad is kind, loving, smart, giving, and trustworthy. I love that my dad rides bikes with me and takes me sailing to plays with me at the beach and takes me camping. What makes you proud about your daddy? And what makes you love your daddy? Um, give me cards for my birthday. One thing that I love about my dad is how supportive he's always been of me and my brother. When we were younger, we used to have a lot of different interests. My brother had Taekwondo, we both had sports, and then eventually I started music. My brother went into computers. And my dad never hesitated to get as excited, if not more excited, about any interest that we had than we were. So, for supporting us for all, all of these years, I just want to say, Happy Father's Day, and I love you. I am proud of my dad because he works hard to take care of us. I am proud of my dad because he's very funny and he likes to spend lots of time with us. I love my dad because he's very funny and likes to eat lots of chocolate. I love my dad because he works super hard and he always tries his best. Happy Father's Day. Love you, Dad. Happy Father's Day. I love you. Thing that I love about my dad is um is um is um I love playing with him and um baking and doing animal parties with him. I love um when my dad gets donuts for us. Yeah, and I like my sprinkle one. Hi, I'm Jared Sabo, and I'm gonna tell you about my dad. I'm proud of my dad because he's really hardworking, and he's actually building the next space vehicle to the moon. And I love him because he's very kind and patient, and he always takes care of me and teaches me things. So, I love you, Dad. Happy Father's Day. We're proud of our dad because he works really hard. We love our dad because he's a lot of fun. Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day, Daddy! My dad's amazing because he goes above and beyond to put others for himself and dives 100% at first into my extracurricular activities as far as to step outside of his comfort zone and haul a van trailer full of equipment to competitions every weekend. So thank you, Dad. I love you, and happy Father's Day.
As we conclude our worship today, please remember this. Because of the work of the Holy Spirit at work within us, we are sons and daughters of God, and we have been adopted into God's family. God is truly our Father, and if we are God's children, then we are God's heirs and fellow heirs with Christ. And so go in peace, go in confidence, knowing that the love of God, our good Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with Stonebridge.